This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon, this is Live and Learn on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. Pati Kamakmuran Negara was started in May 2021 by a group of retired military officers hoping to drive home the message that racial polemics have no place in multiracial Malaysia. Their attempts to register as a political party were met with resistance as the ROS, or Registrar of Societies, which is under the Home Minister's purview, has refused to approve their application despite court orders to do so. BFM's Keith Kam spoke to pro-tem president and retired F Force Officer Brigadier General Dato Abdullah Muhammad about Kamakmuran's GE15 plans, regardless of whether or not they are registered. Here's that conversation. How many of us are aware of the contributions of military veterans to this 65-year-old nation we call Malaysia, Tanah Tumpah Darakita? Back in July, BFM spoke to Pertubuhan Suara Patriotic Rakyat Malaysia. They are calling for a review of the current military pension system because with rising inflation and cost of living, some 300,000 of these armed forces veterans have today slipped into the B40 income group. Their struggles continue because this time, their efforts to set up a political party to contest in Malaysia's upcoming 15th general election, set for the 19th of November, is being thwarted every step of the way. With me now is Brigadier General Dato Abdullah Mohammad, a retired Air Force officer and one of the founders of Parti Kemakmuran Negara, a multiracial party led by military veterans. General, help me understand first of all, because I was under the impression that the military is apolitical, uh, they serve king and country and they should not be involved in politics. How do you rationalise this setting up of Parti Kemakmuran Negara, you know, waiting to register it as a political party? We have been uh, looking at setting up this party for quite a while now. Yep. On 4th May, uh, we, we decided to have this party as, as, as a pro tem. That's 2021, right? Yes, 4th May. And uh, amongst us, there are many veterans that say that it is compelled upon us to get back because mm-hmm. as we have fought the communist terrorists for many many years uh, it ended up in uh, 1989 and of course 60 years after that we see that the, the country is not going anywhere so we are compelled to do something and so to speak uh, we say that kita uh, tugas you know and uh, try and put back the nation on its original rail you know but that must ruffle some feathers right because um, yeah. the the powers that be, the government basically insist that you should be apolitical? It, it doesn't because uh, when you ret- one, one is retired from the armed forces, we are as good as any civilian, only that we are called veteran. So it is our right within the constitution to have association, political party and the like. And as individual, we are not governed by the Akta Veteran 2012, which restrict uh, association, individual and all that to talk about veterans and it's only confined when you are under Act of Veteran 2012, you're only confined to doing welfare work, just like any other NGOs. Yeah, and speaking of that ACTA veteran as well, I read somewhere that Jabatan Hal Ewal veteran um, that's under the Defence Ministry, they've issued a warning that forming a party such as this, even for retired military personnel, it could jeopardise the Malaysian Armed Forces Veterans Association. You guys stand to lose some some benefits. What's your response to that? No, they were wrong in interpretation because when they see some or one or two of those guys belonging to association under Jabatan Hal Ehwal veteran. Yeah. But as individual, nobody can restrict them. As individual, you can form any party. As long as, so as long as you do not drag the association 
under Jabatan Halewa veteran into politics. As individual, you can amongst yourself and you have got the local standard to call yourself veteran and you are allowed by law to have and form political party. No restricting in that. So basically, Parti Kemakmuran Negara is a new party set up by individuals who happen to be military vet- veterans. Indeed, uh, Kemakmuran is seen to, to be led by veterans. But it is for, for the whole riot, you know. It's not only for veterans. We fight and we want to ensure that we take on issues, national issues, as well as veterans as part of it. Uh, here's the other thing. You were also very clear that it is multiracial. It's a multiracial party. Yes. Why are you so clear about this? Multiracial is the way to go forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't afford to develop the country uh, based on one race. It is with us working together multiracial in the armed forces. We find that that is a formula uh, that will bring the country and progress. To progress forward, we have to work with all the races, inclusive of those from Sabah and Sarawak. Coming back to the threat that was made by GHEAV just yeah. now, they did say that they might deregister the Veterans Association. That would mean that hundreds of thousands of veterans who themselves and whose families are enjoying various benefits might end up losing it all. What if this happens, they, if they go through with this threat? No, they can't because Kamamuran is out of the jurisdiction of Akta Veteran 2012. We are registering ourselves with ROS. Mm-hmm. ROS uh, will take on it. So as long as we do not take on or trample upon the powers of the Akta Veteran 2012, which is to bring up all issues of veteran to the government. For example, like uh, pay review, things like that and all that. That's what uh, RU622 is fighting. But we are not related to RU622 because we follow the law and we want to ensure that Kemamuran is brought up based untuk memperkasakan or to dignify kita punya constitution. In the constitution, we have got uh, multiracial. Everybody has got their own right. Right. Uh, right to exist, coexistence, things like that. Right to have their own religious, this one, organization, thing like that. So we are so used to this uh, in the armed forces. Uh, we are not uh, being, being, you know. You guys are colorblind, basically. Yeah. Something like that. And we work together. Without the other race, we, we, we can't perform uh, that well. In the, in the CIW warfare, we counter institutional warfare. Yeah. For example, like the Air Force, we have got pilots from Chinese descent, Indian, even from Sarawak. Uh, we have got people from Sabah. You know, we, we are client blind, not only in, in the way we, we social, uh, so socially, we, we are client blind and also in doing work. Uh, so we, we tend to, to bring this and justify Kamakmuran as a multiracial party. And I think it will be the formula for progress amongst Malaysians. The plan to establish uh, Kamakmuran was initiated in March last year, as you said. Could you just get me through what the party is championing and why people should root for it? We found that of late, political instability mm. you know, has grown. And also, uh, we, we are also looking at um, the adverse effect on this. You know, social, racial polarization is on the on the rise. We sort of uh, being uh, you know called back to ensure that our government is back on rail because after sixty years now, what you know, Oram Pute always said that the peace dividend never shown up. Mm. Why is that? Kita punya two zero two zero program for this w- one. Wawasan twenty twenty. Wawasan two zero two zero has failed. It's because of Kateri San from 
you know, uh, leakages. Yeah, leakages. There's too much leakages that could bring the country to to in a very bad shape economically. But General, I just want to put it to you as well. I mean, these are not new things. We've seen this. Well, I mean, one MDB started in, in two thousand and eight, <coughs> so it's not new. Why now? Yeah, I mean, there is a limit to tolerance. You know? uh-huh. We look at it and it's not has not improved. Mm-hmm. And somehow we have to get into it, you know, to be part of it, to resolve these this issues of, you know, corruption, salagunakosa, thing, cartel, things like that. And there are many issues affecting the people on the streets, Raya Biasa, trying to put rice in their bowls, things like that. And there are many things that the effect of corruption is just unimaginable. It becomes a systemic dalam kerajaan kita. Once it becomes a systemic, you know, it's very hard for us, ordinary citizens, to put rice in our backpack. And, you know, young people, graduate and all that, unemployed. Why is that? We didn't see any, uh, you know, big investment coming up because of sheer, you know, this one where Wall Street is that it's very difficult to do business in Malaysia because we are put as number one as a most corrupted country in the world. You think that we can uh, progress more if this kind of, you know, trademark has been given on us? So we have to do something. We have to do something to ensure that, you know, our kerajaan, the government, the organization, like immigration, customs, and all that are straightened up. Because, as I said, it's systemic. So we have to change this. And this is one of the objectives that we want to take up. To inculcate good governance, basically. Sure. Good government is there. But you have to go down and put right to all that has been affected by corruption. Also, the racial issues that have, have been happening in the country, um, it's very, very clear that there is a certain racial polemic that is going on. What is the situation like in the military uh, when you left and what do you think it is like today? In the military, we, we tolerate, we coexist. Mm-hmm. And tolerance is the, is the one that brings us together. Of course, uh, when we are in the military, it's the task that we want to do. If we are not together as a unit and we, we are always thinking about racial issues, yeah. you know, we'll never do the task properly. For this, during the counterinsurgency, for example, in the Air Force, we have got technicians who look after the aircraft and all. They are all from other races. So we have got no problem because we work as one and our objective is to ensure that we get our mission done. So without cooperation and all that, it'll never be done properly. So we always we are always on that uh, mood that even on civil life, we must ensure that we are not racist. And we believe that it takes all the race to develop the country. And you think Kamak Moran as a political party is the best route to take to see this through? Yes, because uh, in our pro tem, we have got multiracial component in the organization. Maybe the president, the vice president, vice president Malayu, you know, of Chinese descent, Indian descent, the Sikh and all that. We ensure that they have got a voice and uh, no one race would take on as, as this one. We are multiracial. We look at it because this is a democracy uh, in the making. In the studio with me is Brigadier General Datuk Abdullah Muhammad, one of the founding members of Parti Kemakmuran Negara, a new organisation that wants to be registered as a political party. On the other side of this break, we'll find out how its journey to contest in GE15 is shaping up. BFM 89.9. Welcome back to our conversation with Brigadier General Datuk Abdullah Muhammad, a retired Air Force officer and one of the founding members of Parti Kemakmuran Negara. 
General, Parti Kemakmuran Negara, you guys have faced quite a lot of obstacles in setting up the party as a political party. Could you take me through the challenges that you've been seeing? Oh, yes, yes. We registered ourselves maybe one and a half years ago. Yeah. Uh, we have applied to ROS. They have uh, rejected twice. But the rejection, they did not give any reason. Okay. Of course, I know that they are in the government. They won't give you any reason. But we came on, uh, you know, and we took them to court. And the court has given them last month 14 days, Madam uh, this one, to ensure that the minister in charge have that to say the whole minister, yes, right? yeah, yes or no. And they have said no. So we filed... Again with no reason. No reason, yes. And we've, we're filing for judicial review on this issue itself. And I think the judicial review will be taken up to High Court, KL, on 28th October. Right. And there'll be a decision whether yes or no again. So we hope it could, it could be a positive, you know, because we have got every reason and they have got no reason why they should block our application. You were quoted once as saying that um, Kamakmuran wants to repair the country and foster the relationship between Malaysians from all walks of life. You used the word repair, which I kind of find is a bit of a strong choice of words, indicating that something is no longer uh, working. Is it that serious? Uh, as, as you can see, you know, in, in school, polarization begins to rise up. Of course, the rich, they've got no problem of sending their children to overseas you know, uh, private school and all that. Now, as far as we are concerned in the armed forces, we want these racial issues to be tackled right. in whatever way. And a lot of people say that, think like it should begin at school. But of course, we, the journey has set on and a lot of obstruction, things like that. But if we can uh, begin with, you know, concept of tolerance, uh, put it in law, something like that, you know, if racial, this one is, this one, they should be charged for, you know, racial or bias and all that kind of thing. And we also should learn to coexist amongst ourselves. It is there, you know, in business, it's there. The Malays buy things from the Chinese and all that kind of thing. But somehow or other, the polarization of society as we move up, it's still there. Uh, you can see it in the university and all that. But when we are overseas, like when I was in Lancaster, we have got Chinese, Malay, Indian students there, and we mix very well. Why is that? You know, because the environment is such that you know, it requires us to be there. But when it's a threat to the country, we need all races to be fused together to combat the common enemy. Today, our enemy is not from external sources. Mm -hmm. It is from inside, instability, political instability. They're using racial issues, religious issues to win votes. Yeah, but, I mean, but, but, we have to stop this, you know. Yeah, but General, race-based parties um, were still religious-based parties. They've taken root for so long in Malaysia. I, I would say even since before Merdeka. How does Kamakmuran intend to counter those narratives? That, you know, that, that exactly, so exactly. That drives us to have uh, Kamakmuran and based on the Malaysian constitution. In the Malaysian constitution, it is spelled very clearly what are their rights. Everybody's rights is there, inclusive of Sabah Sarawak and all that kind of thing. So why not we follow that as a basis of our country to forge our way forward as a you know, multiracial and everybody is required 
to contribute to me, there shouldn't be any race-based parties. As you can see, even race-based parties, they also require people from the other race or multiracial parties to be with them and come up with a government that is this one. But there's so many policies that are already race-based in the country. I mean, you need to undo all these things, right? I mean, the NEP is just one of them. Yeah. So how, what, what solution do you think Malaysia needs to see beyond colour and religion? The new economic policy that was set up by Tun Raza and, and their people and all that is to give a level playing field. If you can see that, uh, most of the poor are from the kampongs and all that. Why it doesn't work after 60 years is because of Katirisan. That policy itself should have brought Malaysia into a form where the Malays, the Indian China have a level foothold to move forward. Of course, a lot of race-based parties take on uh, you know, the education system as one of those that would draw votes to them. They are more for power than any other thing. They don't care about the progress of the country. They want power to govern. Uh, this is where we try and move in and try and uh, you know uh, make it right from the inside. If we are a passenger, we just look at it. It'll it'll grow and blown out out of proportion. Uh, Pass is getting stronger. I'm mm. getting bigger. DAPs want to get big. PKL wants to get big. Everybody wants power, but they never look at the issues of us on the ground as uh, ordinary people uh, trying to survive for a living. For example, like the Malaysian Armed Forces people who retired maybe 20, 30 years ago. They are all below B40. In fact, uh, they are, you know, you know um, poor in, in that sense, yeah. uh, economically. And the social mobility is very, very, very low. And, of course, people, a lot of people in the higher echelon of the society tell that our education system is, is not good. But they didn't tell what is good and what is there to be one. And there are a lot of issues on this where we have to tread on with fine comb and come up with an objective that would bring up and correct this situation. And, Not and only in the standards, but also in the integration, things like that, and all that follows on behind. Speaking of racial integration and all this, I mean, one might argue that if you zoom in into the military, one might argue that the military is increasingly becoming single race, a single religion entity. It's uh, very different today from when, you know, full disclosure, from when my dad was serving until 1983. How do we make it so that the military can be seen as a viable option for every Malaysian, regardless of uh, race and religion? To attract these young people to go in the military is, I think, uh, they have done it many, many times. We got a university. It's and not all enough, that. though. Dulu, before, you see, a lot of uh, affluent people from the urban areas and all, they don't want to put their, their guys in the military because at that age, you need the parents, mm. uh, you know, encouragement whether to join this, go to university. And I found that going to the military is not the best solution for them. Uh, maybe in economics, for social mobility, you need a degree, thing like that and all that, uh, professional to go out. So in terms of, I think, they are looking more in terms of the economic and social mobility in that sense. Today, we have got a very good uh, university. University of Pertahanan Malaysia. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, the limit is, is, is the sky for you to go up. And you can be professional in there, you know, they have got all sorts of, you know, you have seen a change in this? Uh, no, but because of the, maybe advertisement not very good, uh, influence of the parents are not there. But if all strive to be a true Malaysian, then it should begin at home. People should realize that 
this is not the way to move forward. The parents themselves must encourage this multiracial thing to grow. We cannot. I mean, as a politician, you can say something like that. But it is the duty of all citizens to ensure that we are tolerant among other, except race as, as they are, and then, of course, uh, coexistence. Uh, if you are patriotic, then uh, the Malaysian Armed Forces is there. And and the limits, uh, you know, for progress is, you know, unimaginable. You can become the uh, the best in everything in the Armed Forces. You can be accountant, engineers, things like that. I, I need to ask you, um, I mean, if you zoom into the Armed Forces, there have been allegations of corruption and governance issues within the organisation, the LCS scandal, the Scorpion submarine for one. How will Kamal Moran work to restore the glory days of the Armed Forces? That's why I think one of the things is that because of corruption being the way of life, it become a, a system already. We have to get back to the institution itself. You know, there are a lot of things that we can respond to ensure that the tender and all that is followed, the specification of the ship is followed and all that, and not to be taken by politics or politicals. They are the one that causes all this because the division of responsibility in the executive, the administrative, you know, has been broken up due to corruption. So we have to look at the layers on top, the politics, the executive, the administrative, and all these are the institutions that we've got to strengthen fully and make sure that all the people follow the, the rules are there, mm. you know, but they uh, choose to neglect it. And if it continues, then our country will be doomed. We are going into GE15 on November 19th. Uh, we are going to vote on November 19th. You once targeted contesting in 50 parliamentary and state seats. What are your options now? Or oh, it all depends on October 28th. Um, even if we happen to get our approval from ROS, uh, that Kamal has proven all that, we would not have time for this because we have to set up the AGM, yeah. Uh, get it approval by SPR, things like that. So we'll be left by the GE trainer, so to speak. But we'll continue to build Kamamuran as a party for for maybe GE 16. But once it's approved, we can participate in the state election, something like that. One thing curious is that uh, one of your lawyers is uh, Lim Weijet. He's one of the founders of MUDA. Can I know what relationship is set to come out of this? We have always been talking to Muda. You yeah. know, we, we support one another. Because, you see, Muda is a young party. Uh, they, they have got their own aspiration. But being a young people and all that, they may not have all the experience. If the veteran and Muda blend together, it can become a formidable force. So he has been our uh, aspired, this one, to move forward with them, to support them in their move and all that. And somehow or other... Their aspiration, their objective and all that are almost similar with Kamamur, but not the same. But we, we all believe in multiracial. We all believe in trying to put back the country on its rail. And many other things are similar. But of course, being from two different parties, of course, there are some dissimilarity which we can tolerate. So we coexist together. And if we can merge with them, Lagi Chante is a very good way to move forward and uh, maybe reset the country. But reset is a very big word. Yeah. I don't want to use that. But we can begin, you know, begin to work together and make sure that uh, what is in the Pelmagaan is being moved forward is uh, to being... a progressive, you know, reliable, respectable 
and honoured countries. Is anything, Today, is anything being formalised with MUDA now? No, we don't have to formalise. We can't formalise because we are not a party yet. But of course, the leaders have been meeting together and all that. We help one another. Right. With G15 coming up as well, the armed forces, those who are still serving, basically, they, they've always been seen to be Barisan national supporters. Generally, that's how their votes seem to skew towards. Uh, much have changed since GE14. What is your sense of the voting sentiment this time around? I think the, the people in the service today, of course, they are loyal to the country, mm. uh, the flag. But slowly, I think they are beginning to realise that uh, race base and all that, they are thinkers now. There are people with greater information than us before. Today, we have got the internet, we have got all this kind of... To ensure that people think rationally, to ensure where the country should be going. I don't think they are 100%, you know, BN or AMNO as been speculated by people. Uh, they are free to vote, so to they vote are, anyone. So they are basically more aware that loyalty to sure. king and country is different from loyalty to government of the day. Sure. But once uh, election has finished, and all that, military service must be loyal to the government of the day. That is a fact because... But comes to voting, no. They can vote any party that, that they think is that will make a good government. G15 also will see those aged 18 and over included in the decision-making process. That's uh, an extra 40% sure. odd voters. How will Kamakmuran comprising retired military veterans make themselves relevant to this demographic? That is right. I think relevant or irrelevant is something which we think that so as long as our aim, objective, our mission, our vision is progressive, trying to bring the country into a good you know, trajectory to be an economic power and all that kind of thing, you know, to ensure that issues at, on the ground, racial issues, economic issues, what we call it as, as national security, which comprise, for us, is very important, comprise of external defense, internal defense, economic security, social security, infrastructure security, and all those are being taken care of. So, so as long as these elements in national security is taken care of, we are quite happy. Whoever is in the government of the day, take on. It's very, very important to ensure that our external defense has been taken care of. Otherwise, our economics and all that are all from the, the sea, EZ, our oil, mm. the sea line of communication, the fish and all that. And not to forget, food security is one of those which we put as part and parcel of the national security. The government should do that. If we become uh, maybe a kingmaker in the government later, maybe G16 or whatever it is, we must, uh, we can ensure that the government bring out this uh, policy as a viable policy so that we can progress together. Today, as you can see, we've got a lot of problems with food security itself. And why is that the government is not taking care of Brigadier General Dato Abdullah Mohammed, thank you very much and all the best to you guys. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Keith. I have been speaking with retired Air Force officer Brigadier General Dato Abdullah Mohammed, who is one of the founding members of Parti Kemakmuran Negara. He is also the Pro Tem President. That's a new organisation that wants to be registered as a political party. I'm Keith Kam for BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.